Oh, geez. I wish I had some good fantasy to read. Is that a fact, Reuben? It is, mister. Well, as it just so happens, good friend and supporter of the show, author Cody James, is writing a new book. Well, what's it called? It's called Light and Shadow. Well, what's it about? Well, they say that when it's your time to die, you're judged in the afterlife. If you've lived a good life, you go to heaven. But if you sinned, well, then you go to hell. And when you get there, you're sent to the circle most fitting of your behavior. Well, they're half right. For in the black city, pain is currency and punishment is the law. But what did I do to deserve this? Oh, that's right. I was born. For as long as most of us can remember, heaven and hell have been at war, angels against demons. But what happens when you are the offspring of a cursed union between the two? I can't wait to find out. Well, you can! In January of next year, when the book is planned to release, with Cody publishing it himself. It sounds like a great fit for anybody who likes D&D or fantasy in general. Sounds like a great... Sounds great. I can't wait to read it. I would certainly agree. And I hope our listeners also can't wait to read it. You can find out more information from Cody's Facebook page, which is uh, Cody James Author. He will have a hyperlink, and you will be able to acquire the book anywhere audiobooks are available. That's awesome. With hardcovers available later. Well, thanks, Cody James. Thank you, Cody James. Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town you all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. If I had a Mike dime, Agra. Mike Agra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my insurance so Mike covers is... that. <laughs> that's that's worse. Mike Agra's better. C. Alice was a harder pun. Yeah. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Just nobody likes a flaccid Mike, and that is what I've got. We do only like mics that can peg. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, well, we can peg Mike all we want. Well, Mike. Mike can't peg us now, though. Is yeah, the thing. That's the problem. And it's a reciprocal no, yeah, give and take a, in a it's relationship. It's a mutual pegging, yeah. obviously. Like trying to get an oyster in a slot machine. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, today that was our gayest start yet, and I think, boys, I think we can do better. I think we can our go gayer. Single, oh yeah, we can definitely get more homoerotic. I don't know. We did talk about letting Krampus eat our ass. That's fair. Can we go full? Um, can we go full Need for Speed? On homoeroticism, <laughs> I would that would be amazing if we could know, make we that do, happen. We do have a bald man. We do have we, a bald. Got man. a bald man. Well, at got least one and a half bald men. Eat my ass. <laughs> and I'm not saying there that. it is. We did it. <laughs> I am not saying Ruben that in, a, in a sexual way. I'm <laughs> saying that in a eat my whole ass, <laughs> like with a with so a fork and a knife. Yeah, my fucking catchphrases and shit i can't believe these guys (laughs) all right all right all right so hi everybody if you haven't heard or haven't heard if you haven't figured out welcome to two towns over i am don i'm ruben and i'm tired
I don't Same. think he's actually said his name yet. I have. Yeah. He has once or twice. <laughs> once or, once twice. or twice. It's Josh. They get yeah. it. They'll or if you don't, out. guess what? His name's Josh. <laughs> I mean, if this, this is your first time hearing that, because I've I've listened to podcasts too, and sometimes you miss things like that. Half the uh, people who listen to this know me in real life anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Um so today's a very, very special special episode of Two Towns Over. You're in my world now, bitches. Yeah. Right. Last week we had me running the show with video game myths, and we're turning it on over to Ruben today, which is a terrifying concept. Yes. Let's see if he can maintain. <laughs> oh, trust in me, boys. For this episode, we decided to go with a Campfire Tales, because for Campfire Tales, it is less about the real world consequences and or similarities to the urban legend and more just exploring the origins of the myth itself. So, I will start off by saying that this story is going to be hard to properly summarize because it is not only uh, started its life as a creepypasta, but it is also an ARG or alternate reality game for those of you who don't know what that Full is. Full multimedia. Full multimedia, multi, multi, not just two or three, like all of them. Um, and it's been being played since 2010. Yeah. Um, I'm going to focus about a decade. Of yeah. ARG. Literally 11 right years. The it's, last part of it came out like in October of last year. Right. This, yeah. And we're in 2020. That, that was what fucked me right up. Now. Like I went to I went to look into this for video game urban legends and i'm like oh cool yeah this will be a really fun one i know i know this is a creepypasta it's so long right and i go to start reading it and i'm like you know what i'm curious and i went and i copied and pasted it into a a word document just so i could get the word count on it Mm -hmm. it's i don't even remember the exact number it's it's thousands of words it's it's like very very long it's like a okay if if anybody remembers the Don literally cut that part out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if anybody remembers the, like, not a kid's book, like, one step above Goosebumps, like, that size of a book, like an Animorphs book. Yeah. That amount of words. Right. It's, like, a slightly less than that amount of words once you get down to it. So get comfy, people. So get comfy because you're not going to actually have to hear most of it. Um, so <laughs> we, we couldn't give you all of it in an episode if we tried. It's it would be it would be like at least two hours. It would yeah, take so right. long. And for the most part, this is worth going and reading yourself and too, watching uh, the videos, and watching the videos, uh, all the different media. It is a very, get into that. very cool ARG. We are going to get into that. So this I is... am going to focus on the original posts which do have, as Josh was mentioning, accompanying videos and text files and websites that you can still view on um, the original poster, Jaducible, and or a.k.a. Alex Hall. Um, You can find their YouTube channels, Jaducible, J-A-D-U-S-A-B-L-E, because what? But uh, you can find that YouTube channel. You can find there's wikis and reddits and all kinds of shit that you can go down this rabbit hole. Um. Don, you were going to say something? No, I just realized that this is a history-making episode, not just because you're leading it, but I think this will be the first Campfire Tales that's just one story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because all the other ones have been two stories at least. Yep. This one is a true horror story. Um, Okay, boys. Our story begins with a college sophomore, um, Jaduzable, a.k.a. Alex Hall, 
on their post on Slash X, which is 4chan's Paranormal Board. This happened on September 7th, 2010. Um, things begin fairly normally with Jaduzable receiving an N64 from a friend and a copy of the original Super Smash Brothers. And, as we all might, searching for other games to round out this collection. During the search, Jaduzable is quote-unquote drawn to a mysterious uh, house with a creepy old man with a table of what looks like ink blot paintings. Right, yeah. One that looks like a certain mask. And it was a, like, it looked like a yard sale, but it, if I remember correctly, but it wasn't it's, really a yard sale. Like, he went out looking for yard sales, but then one yeah. of them was just a creepy old man at a house with a table outside. Yeah. Like, it didn't even properly look it's like this man was set up for a yard sale. Come look at my <laughs> Nintendo games. It's literally yeah, the basically. fucking, okay, it's literally the trope from um, British literature, and I'm sorry to call you out for this, Britain, but you, you did some crazy <laughs> shit. Um, in British novels of a certain time period, there is a trope that was mysterious Chinese specifically for some reason, but mysterious Asian shop around yeah. the corner that disappears. Mm -hmm. This is just that, but a Zelda old man instead of an Asian guy. Literally. It's yep. Gremlins. It's literally Gremlins, because, uh, spoiler alert, this man disappears from the story and is never heard from again. Yeah, no, of course not. Okay. And this is all, too, I want to mention right up front. This is surprisingly well-written for a fucking creepypasta. That is something I wanted to mention. It is yeah. actually, I enjoyed reading it up yeah. until the last bit. The original posts were great. Right. After the original post, shit gets wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay. And they're written in such a, they're so well written in such a way that it was hard to summarize in a way that I felt like I'm, I feel like I have left out important information. Oh, sure. Like I, there was almost no way to summarize this without literally just plagiarizing this story. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a mark of a good story. If I can't change it up at all, then it means you did right. You did it good. And part of what makes it so well written is that the whole time you're reading it, it feels like you're reading a post from a freaked out guy on the yeah. Internet. It, it really does. It, it feels very sincere, which is hard to do. So he asks for any old games on the off chance that this old strange man may have. To our protagonist's surprise, the strange old man returns with a cartridge, just a gray Nintendo 64 cartridge with the word Majora written in Sharpie in place of the original label, and he is given the game for free. I think the original post mentions something about it used to belong to a kid who was, a, who was about your age a few years mm -hmm. ago, and so you can just have this because I can't use it or whatever. You know, creepy old man shit. <laughs> it's dangerous to go alone. Have this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. Except it's more dangerous. Except it's even more dangerous to go with this it's thing. Far more dangerous. Far more this. dangerous. You want to come in <laughs> or, and play my As we'll Pino? find out, not actually that fucking dangerous. Here's where we get to the start of the shenanigans. Because upon returning home, Deducible finds there's a save file called Ben. Most of the way through the game, but never finished. Mm-hmm. I believe he was in the stone temple. I think so. And was the he a pilot. <laughs> you want to take this outside? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, do I need to call back Bloody Mary? Uh, 
Um, it was it was interesting. I think he mentioned how depressing it was to see that this uh, save file had made it almost all the way, but never managed to quite finish. That's ninety yeah. percent of the games I own. Yeah. So keeping the old file because of the reasons Josh just mentioned, but starting a new one. Jaducible notes that the game runs well, other than a few minor cutscene and texture glitches. Um, textures not being the places they're supposed to be. Cutscenes sort of flashing in at random times during the game which is pictures of the happy mask salesman showing up and whatnot okay so the like like the happy mask salesman's face would just like flash on the screen and things like this which that's common for uh pirated nintendo cartridges if you if you get a pirated copy they have a lot of different uh little glitches and stuff and some of them you even like straight up can't finish the game yeah so like an n64 game (laughs) <laughs> uh, except that while the file that Jaducible playing on was called Link, the NPCs sometimes called the player Ben. Our first spooky. Uh, this, along with a couple of other issues, causes Jaducible to uh, eventually delete the Ben file. Um, this, of course, only caused the strange glitch to blank out the name entirely during yep. dialogue. I, you have discovered the plot. <laughs> Welcome to the plot um after trying to execute now this part's going to be hard to describe so after trying to ex- execute the fourth day glitch this is a real glitch that stops the clock on the third day allowing the player to explore termina without a time limit so what you kind of have to do is there's an observatory and you can look through the the telescope at the clock tower as you're looking at the clock tower, you have to exit the uh, the um, telescope view as close to all zeros on your timer as you can on the third day without it hitting zero. If you do it correctly, the game glitches out entirely. Now, this is the first part where reality and this story sort of don't mesh quite right. And here's why is because if you execute the fourth day glitch correctly, some of the things that happen are you fuck up your game. Mm-hmm. You are able to explore Termina. There is no time limit. The moon disappears. And because the, the whole thing is like the moon is going to crash into the planet. Right. And so and also some of the other common glitches with this with this um, cheat are. NPCs will randomly disappear or reappear in random locations and you won't be able to interact with them or actually complete the story. So to get out of that glitch, you have to either reset the console or play the song of time. And if you play the song of time, that will sometimes glitch your game out to the point where it crashes the game and you can't play that game anymore. Right? Because it's an old-ass Nintendo mm-hmm, game. Right. It's just a, you know... And also, Majora's Mask is a game that was built on the bones of the original um, Ocarina of Time game. So it's literally the same engine, but more complicated shit is happening in it, so it's harder for the game to run. I almost feel bad for our listeners that don't know anything about video games. <laughs> this is the most technical part of my game. <laughs> it's awful. But, so this, what you're describing right now, that's actually that's real. a real yes. glitch that okay. you can do yes. with it with an original copy of the game. Yes. Okay. Um, Challenge accepted. <laughs> so still got an N64 around here somewhere. 
No, I have a Super Nintendo. I actually uh, do have a Nintendo 64. I, I don't did. have a copy of Majora's Mask. Man, my 20th birthday was spent on with lots Nintendo of booze in Mario Kart 64. <laughs> Saturday is for the boys. Um, <laughs> the reason that this is different in the story is that in the story, the fourth day glitch is a glitch, I think, that allows you to complete your current mission without a timer. That is not the case in real life. If you execute this glitch, it is just for exploring because you can't actually complete a quest line. Okay, so that's the main difference. So Jaducible claims in the post that if you do the glitch, you have extra time to win the game, which is mm. incorrect. Okay, just for all the nerds out there who I know we're going to tweet or some shit <laughs> no they'll message me on facebook we've gotten a couple corrections and i appreciate you guys yeah, we for actually do appreciate us that and correcting <laughs> we we will do an episode at some point where we correct a bunch of the stuff that we've been messaged so if you have corrections send them our way and you will for this i promise you <laughs> <laughs> okay so deducible becomes stuck in an empty clock town unable to leave which is strange for the story in the story um Jaducible is uh, becomes stuck in an empty clock town and is unable to leave clock town, which should not be happening even in real life. You should be able to explore the maps. Now, he becomes stuck in clock town. It's empty. There are no NPCs. And the Link statue from when you play the Elegy of Emptiness is following Jaducible, quote, like the weeping angels from Doctor Who, end quote. And with panic setting in, Deducible is eventually teleported to the top of the clock tower, has a strange encounter with Skull Kid, who kills Link using fire, a thing that doesn't happen in, in Majora's Mask. Yeah, it shouldn't be coded into the game at all. And boots Deducible out of the game. Upon returning to the title screen and checking the files, Deducible finds that Link... The save file is now named Your Turn, and the Ben save file has returned. Yeah. The deleted file is now back. And it, it may not sound that creepy. If you're not somebody who plays video games a lot, this may not sound particularly scary at this point. But imagine, if you read books, imagine you're reading a book that you've read a million times. And suddenly you're reading it this time and it's and the plot is changing weirder. The plot is completely you. different. Yeah. And it doesn't make the level of sense that it usually does. It's a Geiger counter. <laughs> we, I mean, we must be the fucking fuck radioactive. Is... Then. I'm fully just going to take my earphones out. So you guys are going to have to monitor my voice. Well, you're fine. So, OK. So, yeah. So this is so. So just to walk it back a little bit. I glossed over some stuff here in this section of the posts of the post. Again, we're still in the first post and Jaducible is stuck in the clock town, unable to leave. And I don't know if you guys know what the elegy statue looks like, but it's, it's fucking creepy. weird. Yeah, it's creepy. It's just creepy. It's like if you you know you know what Link looks like, little little funny yeah. androgynous little, little green little boy. man with blonde hair and green suit and a Dickens cap. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
And it's like that, except if you asked a mildly talented four-year-old to draw his face. Do you guys remember the, um, the, I don't remember what they're called. The Rage the, comics? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I knew exactly the where you were The handsome face? Yeah. Rage comic? Yeah. That, but on Link's body yeah. and staring directly at you. It, not not just at you, like into your we, soul. We'll post on the Facebook page a couple of pictures of this oh, when this goes up. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, it, Don, I'm gonna have to show you right now. It is fucking weird. I'll post a link to like the definitive <laughs> bin drowned guide. You'll post a link. Oh fuck off! Oh my god, I'm gonna use that joke on the post. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, here's right, your buddy, link. He's not ready. Oh yeah. I'm not ready. It's the fucking creepiest shit ever. And if you're listening right now... Uh, That's what it looks like in the real game, Don. That's a statue? Yeah. Oh. Run to our Facebook page right now and look at what Don is looking at. I don't, I don't care if you're driving. Please don't do it if you're actually driving. That's, I don't care if you're at work. Don is literally turning his head from side to side like a confused <laughs> like puppy. Like a dog, yeah. <laughs> like he can't figure out if this is real or not. And Don, I promise you, it's yes. real. This is that is... what it looks like in the actual in game? In the yes. game, yes. Okay. It, you When you play Majora's Mask, that is what it looks like. That's okay. the statue that is following Link around right now. Yeah, I'd have to. And, and there are videos, again, on this YouTube channel. You can watch to this day. I've seen some of them. Um, They get weird, and they're all kind of... I don't really like this type of creepypasta as far as the videos are concerned. I think it's well written. I think the videos are primitive because this is like literally yeah. one of the first versions of this type of story that was on the internet. It is too. And it, emulation wasn't all that big yet. Yeah. So the fact that he was able to emulate the game and then do all these modifications to an N64 game on his computer at that time, Absolutely especially add, adding in new text files too. like there, there are poses that the characters get into that aren't in the original game. And I don't know a whole lot about coding, but it's, it's, it's difficult to input lines of code into a, a broader thing because you, you will run the risk of like fucking up the entire thing. If you put one line of code in the wrong place, you ruin the, everything that comes after it. Oh yeah. Which can be very vital stuff. So to add in all these new animations and the fire that he sets which, link on for people who are wondering why all the early versions of this particular type of story were in 2010 and later. And like, about games from the 90s it's because it takes that long to be able to code something by yourself that is of a quality with something that was uh produced by one of the richest of uh, one of the richest companies on the planet yeah. even at the time right so it's a feat of programming and writing and i don't know if alex hall is an online persona or the actual name of this actual human mm -hmm. um but or if they had help even if they are one per or what i don't know but e in either way it's fully amazing that this shit looks as good as it does honestly yeah um so during all this time being stuck in Clocktown and being chased by a teleporting statue, 
he's hearing the the song of healing but in reverse which is the song you know it's the it's the creepy zelda song that you hear over every video about this fucking story <laughs> okay you can hear it now it's the one that sounds like somebody's going but backwards that one i got you josh is about to pull it up so Upon returning to the, to the title screen and checking the files, Jaducible finds that his, his link save file is now your turn, and the Ben save file is back. After hearing the Song of Healing in a reverse on a loop Which in their head sounds all something night, like this to give you that amount of horror. Legit creepy. Mm-hmm. Anything back. You probably great. heard this at the top of the episode, because I'm going to convince Don to use this as our intro. <laughs> So, Deducible tries to return the cartridge to the next day to this creepy old man that he found. But guess what, guys? Gone. He's gone. And there in the yard, a for sale sign. Of course, because it had to be. It had to be. It, it wouldn't be a creepy pasta if the creepy old man stuck around to explain it. <laughs> Could you? The guy comes yeah. back the next day. Right. Literally, <laughs> literally, guys, I picture this is such a good right, uh, such a good story because y'all realize that this is the horror version of what Link would go through in any Zelda game. You yeah. walk into a random cave, an old man says, Here's a sword, protect yourself, bitch, and then disappears <laughs> in a puff of smoke. So, in my head, I imagine that Jaducible goes up to this creepy old man. Sees the Majora's Mask ink block. The old man oh, walks oh, out. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. The the old man walks out of the house, gives him this cartridge, says, here, take this, sonny. And then <laughs> as Jaducible is driving away, he looks in the mirror one time. The old man is still there. He looks again. The old man is gone. <laughs> and in his place, a puff of literal smoke. <laughs> and Jaducible's like, damn, I guess that was, he must have moved fast to kick up that much dust and then just keeps going until the next day because it has to be that he way gets home for and me. all this weird shit happens. I, I, I wish the old man didn't leave just for like, just for the sake of ruining the entire creepy pasta. Just see him just sitting like, out there drinking a PBR in a lawn chair the next well, day. I mean, you come up like, dude, dude, no dude, refunds. what the fuck? What the fuck? The no fuck. refunds. <laughs> Gotta love the peevers. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Imagine though, in the in Zelda, the real game. Imagine if you could go back to the old man and be like, "Hey, what the fuck, dude?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it turns out the sword's kind of important. I don't hey, man, know what's happening. Hey, man, you gave me a sword. Turns out I need arrows for this motherfucker. <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's I. I'm a vaguely aged blonde twink why are you giving me a weapon i don't i don't know if we're allowed to use the word twink are we not <laughs> i don't i don't think any of us are gay enough for that yet. Uh, yeah that's probably fair I, we did start off on a really homoerotic note yeah but homoerotic is for when straight men it, homoerotic is for straight men from the 80s <laughs> to feel in touch with their masculinity which straight men still get to do but like i feel like just as an aside, words like twink and twunk are specifically LGBTQ words that yeah, maybe that, we don't get to fair use. Enough. I apologize. I have never heard either of those words. No, so. it's there. It's a thing. I've heard 
Twinkie. That's her. <laughs> that is not and the same heard, thing. Then I've if heard. Mean, I mean, it Twinkies, you is. won't be a twink anymore. And then I've heard that's of fair. Twinkie <laughs> from Buck Rogers. So that's two Twinkies. No, I said Tweaky. Tweaky. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like a tweaker. But anyway. I don't. I'm going to go back to the Ben Drown posts. <laughs> there you go. All the music. Because I feel like we're getting did. in trouble somehow. <laughs> I, I, like, um, so, um, the original post ends with Judusable, a.k.a. Alex Hall, cred, um, linking to a YouTube video of the strange gameplay and hoping that Ben is just, quote, a really good hacker slash programmer, end quote, and suggesting that they would play Ben's file the next day to get to the bottom of the supposed hacked cartridge. And again, it was wild that he had these YouTube videos to post for them to accompany the creepy. It's possible. hours of content, guys. It's crazy. Yeah, because otherwise this could be easily disregarded as a creepypasta but at the time oh yeah him following up with these youtube videos when stuff like this wasn't particularly prevalent online oh, this is a great time to say like when i was a kid when this was happening mm-hmm. 10 years well yeah 10 years ago i would have been 19 holy fuck <laughs> oh, don't even Bro, I was thinking I was about to say a word like 12. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago, I was 36. Yeah, but after a while, you got to get numb to that, right? Like, I'm just at the beginning you, of this. It's, you you need to get numb because the pain starts kicking in. The pain has been kicked in, B. We talked about on this podcast, my <laughs> back problems. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get. See, this is the thing. Just another aside from me. I see. I told you guys I'd interrupt myself. <laughs> um, back pain and all types of pain and shit. Old starts earlier than they tell you, it and does. then they it fucking does. It bitch at, like at you for telling you that you for yeah. saying that you yeah, feel dude, old. That always like, pisses me oh, off. Oh, I'm sorry. I also have back problems and will need new knees before I'm sixty. I right. I don't know what to say. Like. Yeah. It's I also get to I hurt, live hard. Actually. Like <laughs> life is not easy. Like I don't know. Been in the workforce since I was 18. I'm 25 now. I hurt. Don't take that away right, from I've me. Been my in pain the workforce is all I for have. Literally half my life. Yeah. Which I understand doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 50% of my life. Yes. And 25% of my life was being a child. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, whatever. Anyway, this is a great time to, like, just take a minute and point out just when this came out, you know, in 2010, this legend was so well put together and these videos were so convincing that we, I didn't believe it because as we've discussed on this podcast before, I've always been very, like, maybe too skeptical. Yeah. And... But I remember vividly, like, other kids, other adults even, truly believing this. Mm-hmm. Like, like to the point where we were talking about the possibility of, like, becoming immortal right. type shit. Yeah, like, no, I real. remember because I'm, you've got, you've got five years on me. I was still, like, in... 
middle school. Yeah. When when this came out. And I remember some kids talking about it, but I went to middle school in like Alabama, so they yeah. only they only cared about football in Alabama. It's they they It's not much different here, my friend. Football. It's not much different. It's here. it's a little different here. I also went to high school here. It's a little different. Only a little. You've never lived in a place in Alabama where the graduating class has 30 students? That's fair, but I it was do, weird. But I do have family from a little place called Willacoochee, Georgia, where the oh, graduating class <laughs> isn't even a graduating class because they don't have a school. Oh my god! <laughs> we learn outside. I'm pretty sure in the, the people dirt. in Willacoochee have to go to like a neighboring town to oh go to my school. God, you're gonna get shuttled off. I might be wrong about that, but hey, guess what, Willacoochee? I don't give a fuck. Shout out nobody shout gra- out 15 kids. people literally graduated from there, if that's the case. Fuck off. Willacoochee and their rivals like, won't a coochie. There's only like <laughs> I could look up I could look up these stats. I'm not gonna, but there's that's only fine. like four people in Willacoochee, so <laughs> there's more people in Centrino. Three of them are related to me, and one of them has Alzheimer's. So the second post <laughs> made the next day on September 8th, 2010. Begins with deducible describing a nightmare he had, wherein the elegy statue, which we uh, have described, which he calls Ben in the dream, was following deducible around and being generally creepy. You guys get it. It's a dream about a creepy thing chasing you. Yeah, we've all had it. But it's the elegy statue that we've all looked at. And again, scarier than any fucking monster. For real. Yeah. Like, oh, for real, far. it's why I still haven't played Majora's Mask all the way through to this day. Because when I was a kid, I played it, and that shit happened, and I turned the game off, and I just haven't picked it up again. It's Uncanny Valley, but it's like a, it's one level deeper yeah. Uncanny Valley. Because if you don't know what Uncanny Valley is, it's this kind of hardwired human thing where if you see something that looks vaguely human, but it's kind of off, it makes you uncomfortable. That That's hardwired in, why clowns into your are bad. brain as a human being. On yeah, one yeah. Side that, of this, that's where this trough thing. Exactly. So the elegy effigy or elegy statue. Yeah, yeah. Elegy statue. Elegy of emptiness is the song. The yeah. statue is this. The thing. So it's a thing. That'd be an uncanny, uncanny canyon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, think that that's wild. a good way to put it. He's literally because it's like when they first made robots that had like articulated yes. facial things. Yes, and it was like they were just just wrong you know just wrong enough to make your brain concerned yeah for disney files any new animatronic that disney puts out in their rides yeah that's uncanny canyon yes it's like and again it doesn't get better because once they look like us that's the bottom of the valley and that's the one that's the place where you feel the least comfortable because you know there is a thing out there that looks just like you that ain't you. Yep. And that's fucked for your brain for some reason because aliens are probably real. Yeah, it's extra weird in in the confines of video games too because yeah, it, buddy. Majora's Mask is a creepy game on its own. It, mm-hmm. it is a scary game directed at kids. And then Link, it, your main character, is kind of your comfort. Uh, you like you, yeah. you you have comfort in being Link, and he you, looks you spend familiar. all this one hundred percent of the game. Li- Link is on your screen mm-hmm. the whole time. L- Link is your your flame in the dark, and then you get this creepy, weird, fucked up, like I bloated mean, version of him fucked. with a terrifying like rage comic. Face. It's like a 
pervert Japanese man from an anime. Yes, it is face, yeah, but on yeah. Link. Right, it's like wild. <laughs> yeah, you're correct. <laughs> Fully crazy. So, upon waking up from this dream, where again the song of healing playing the backwards song just playing over and over in a loop, which again that's the worst part to me. It's because yeah. that song's kind of creepy. It's not particularly bad. It's, the it's loop just the loop, mm-hmm. the constant that would fucking drive anyone insane. Yeah, I can we'll, do it for the whole episode. I was gonna say, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. We'll add it for the actually, whole do that, but like low. <laughs> bring, yeah, yeah, absolutely that. Um, uh, so Jaducible goes back to the old man's house again to try to find him. Talks to an, uh, he's not there. Again, he talks to a neighbor and finds out that Ben was a boy who eight years before this post, so 2002, had an accident, and his parents left the neighborhood. Usually it's Ruben that can't stop making noise fidgeting with stuff. (laughs) See? See? (laughs) You guys have given me ADD. Shoes on other feet this episode. We're both learning things. (laughs) And I love that I get to just be the same in the middle. (laughs) Because I play both sides, I always come out on top. Um. So he had an accident, and his parents left the neighborhood. This is Ben. And uh, again, mysterious. After failing to make their persuasion role and getting no more information from neighbor, (laughs) Judusable leaves and returns to the game, finding that Ben has somehow completed more of the game than before. Now, the post here literally uses an ellipse, which is so fucking funny to me, because this is supposedly a person who's panicking. And yet they've used... The only punctuation we have to denote suspense. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. And that's that's one of the the giveaways that this is in fact yeah. not real. But again, at the time, having the video evidence made this a really, really convincing story. Um. So at this point, this post is like every other haunted video game story you've ever read, except that this is where. Many, if not most, of the tropes that you know from games like Five Nights at Freddy's, the one about the duck, the pet scop, all that shit, like all those ARGs and weird games and yeah, indie most shit. Of that's over my head. Most of that shit comes from this story. Nice. Okay. So all those games that you can play now that are like like Kanye Quest. Yeah. And like yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that shit comes from this from Ben Drowned. Kanye Quest is another one we can do a uh, comeback for. Um, so there are creepy statues, random NPCs where they shouldn't be, the happy mask salesman. And Who a sim- is already a creepy character. Very creepy. Again, Majora's Mask is so <laughs> Such a fucked. Fucking creepy I don't game. understand how they were able to release this game in America. Like, it's so <laughs> crazy. Oh, God. Such a wild game. Um, bro, that shit is, I literally, <laughs> when I saw some of these things, the happy mask salesman pops up sometimes in those videos. And I was like, yeah. fuck the first time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right, right, right. That's real. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, he added that in. That's really cool. Nope. Nah, dude, nope. Really, really happens fully in the just game. Jump scares you in the game. Like <laughs> in a, in the, in the basement of a clock tower. Yeah. What the fuck? 
pedophile ass motherfucker <laughs> coded this game. Name a creepier location. I'll wait. The basement of a clock tower. Wait, he's selling masks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just they were ahead of their time on that. Like you tell you telling me you haven't walked down the street and had a guy come up and go, "Hey, man, you need to buy a new mask. That one's looking a little worn." Yeah, but not like a full. <laughs> kitsune mask and the mask of someone that looks suspiciously like the boy from down the street like you know what i'm saying <laughs> like you telling me you wouldn't buy one though I fully would. If, you, if, you, if you were walking I would, downtown i would assume that they had powers josh me too duh i've played majora's mask yeah like if i ever buy a mask from a creepy dude in a trench coat and it doesn't have powers i will I'm want my money back. back yeah and i'm coming for you creepy man i'm coming for you I don't care where you come as long as I know that you are also sometimes called creepy man. We are not talking about you, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) I know you think we may have forgotten about you. We never forget. We never forget. PCPP. Bless you, PCPP. Bless. So there's like again, like I said, there's creepy statues, random NPCs where they shouldn't be dialogue that pops up. The um, you've met with a terrible fate. You shouldn't have done that. All the creepy shit that the happy mask salesman again says in the real game. (laughs) And a symbolic drowning. Which, again, this happens as the Zora, which should be able to breathe underwater, but he drowns as the Zora. And wouldn't you know it, the extra save file is now called Drowned. Dun, oh. dun, dun. I literally have cue the dun-duns in my script, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you do. Um... After going into painful detail, like excruciating detail about the gameplay, Judusable ends this post by musing that perhaps the game is trying to convince him that it's trying to communicate with him or that the gibberish is a code left by this previous hacker or this Ben character and lamenting that he is mentally and emotionally exhausted. Which again... You would may be. sound unrealistic if you're not somebody who plays video games a lot. But t- take it back to the analogy about the book. If you if you reread your favorite book that you've read ten yeah. times and shit's different, it's gonna scare you. Fuck that analogy. If you've ever played Assassin's Creed two, if you're taking it back to video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, fuck those other people. If <laughs> if you've ever played Assassin's Creed two or seen a video about a person that's or like if you've done a task over and over and over again and like it's it's a a task that is familiar but it is resisting you yeah like if you're a baker it's like you you've baked bread a million times but today the humidity in the air or something is off because this shit ain't happening today like that that feeling of like all right fuck my whole life then i guess i'm <laughs> yeah. gonna burn this bitch down that feeling that <laughs> feeling is common for gamers it's very common we live for it um so now we are on the third post we are now on up to sub- september 10th and this one i'm just gonna read it out it's it's just fully in canon now it's fully the tone has switched enough to where you are aware now that this is a story right and it is a game because the videos have been coming out and people have been searching for clues at this point it's been yeah, three it's, days yeah on a very popular forum so 
it has gathered traction it has set the tone it has created the universe and again we can't stress enough having those videos catapulted this thing into a level of of internet fame that it was unprecedented that was so rare for the time so here we uh so this this post is fully in canon now and uh Jeducible is now being haunted in earnest i know it's early in the morning i've stayed up all night i can't sleep i don't care if people see this that's not the point i just want the word to get spread so I don't suffer for nothing. I've lost the will to type about this. The less I dwell on this, the better. I think the video just speaks for itself. I did what you guys told me to do. I played the Elegy of Emptiness song at the first prompt by the game that I was given, but I think that's when the game, or Ben, and then in parentheses, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm even humoring this absurd idea that he exists in the game wanted me to do he's following me now not just in the game he's in my dreams i see him all the time behind my back just watching me i haven't gone to any of my classes i've stayed in my dorm room with the windows closed and the blinds shut that way i know he can't watch me but he still gets me when i play when i play he can still see me why would you continue playing? That's Don. Thank you. You got to get to the bottom of it at this point. You're so invested. There's no, a whole well, forum full listen, of people that are invested. Not in about that. Not in literally like half a sentence because <laughs> the game is scaring me now. It talked to me for the first time. Not just using text that's already in the game. It spoke to me, and that's when that game gets burned. Yeah, and the ash like, is covered with salt. No, huh? You right. You right. <sighs> <laughs> like fuck that yeah that's fully. the end of it for me too <laughs> it referenced ben it talked to me i don't know what it means i don't know what it wants i never wanted this i just want my old life back stuff like this doesn't happen to people like me i'm just a kid i'm not even old enough to drink yet it's not fair i want to go home i want to see my parents again I'm so far away from home here at this school, I just want to hug my mom again. I just want to forget that statue's horrible blank face. Don't we all? Again, very, very (laughs) bad face. (laughs) That's not even a haunting. That's just we wish we could. You know, I guess part of not destroying it, too, is what if you destroy it and, like, the, the way that you need to solve the issue is by completing it or something and that's never how it works man <laughs> that's how you release the entity that's <laughs> always how you release the entity my original game file is back just the way i left it before it was gone i don't want to play anymore i feel like something bad will happen if i don't but that's impossible it's a video game haunted or not it can't hurt me right like seriously though it, it can't right that's what i keep telling myself but every time I think about it, I'm not so sure. And that's the whole post. Um, the next day, this is where things, um, this is where things became. For me, it switched from being like suspenseful in any way to being just me thinking I'm just going to admire the craft. 
right from here on i was just gonna say that's that's very skillful what he did there with that's the shortest post yeah for this that, that's that is the whole post it's the by shortest far one. yeah he he just read an entire one of the posts the rest of them are so paragraphs so full full essays yeah every single one of all the other posts and again this, this was story. all posted on 4chan so it's yeah. like line by line like just yeah some of the 4chan. posts are bad like they're terrible formatting on 4chan in the early days but so yeah so like i said this is just amazing craft especially at this time uh in the internet's history because yeah creepypastas at the time were like short and bad yeah they were not well written this is so well written and that's that's part of it too because like i said all the other posts are so long and then we get to this one which is surprisingly short it's literally like but two it's and also half paragraphs. it's very distressed yeah so that, that one i really like because lot. that's why i read it out is because you can hear like I, I did a little bit of a dramatic reading to kind of help people along but like when you're reading it like looking at it you can hear the voice yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like that's good writing that's amazing i like i we strive for that but Okay, so we're on now we're on the fourth post. We're on September 12th. So this is five days so far, mm-hmm. almost a whole week. This one starts off differently with the roommate coming into play. So earlier, this character claimed to be a college sophomore uh, moving into a roommate dorm. So now, finally, the roommate character comes into play. They describe Deducible's behavior being off and having stayed at a friend's place to get some space from the craziness. Um, Rumi describes receiving a flash drive from Deducible and a very specific set of instructions to upload videos and other files on specific days. And for reasons that amount to, even in the story, this part was kind of sloppy, for reasons that amount to, it was spoopy and my friend needed help. (laughs) (laughs) Rumi decides to abide by the rules of the story and upload the file called The Truth as scheduled. Judiciable, a.k.a. Hall, in the meantime, is picked up by their parents and taken home out of view of Rumi. Rumi claims they didn't see the parents after vowing to never play or see that game again. Which seems like the easiest way out. But I'm sure it's probably not. Well, here's the thing. We all know there's one more post. (laughs) (laughs) And the fifth and final post of the original creepypasta story on, again, X, the paranormal board on 4chan, which, again, don't go to 4chan anymore. (laughs) Um, The final post of the story, the original final post of the story happens on September 15th. So three days after the last one. So now we're on eight days. A week and a day. And it begins with a return by Jaducible. He gives us an explanation for being absent and informs us about Ben actively trying to stop the truth about this haunted game from reaching us. The post describes clues and signals hidden in the videos uploaded by Jaducible to help guide us to the truth. Following the explanation, there are notes from Jaducible about the conversations and specifics of the hauntings. One of these notes, for example, claims that I'm partly to blame because I'm the genius who chose to live in a single. Hinting strongly 
that the roomie from the last post was Ben himself. Ah, Ooh. okay. So the the post here that I'm saying uh, is basically complaining about the haunting, and he's saying, "Well, I guess I'm partially to blame because I'm the genius who decided to live alone." Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Therefore, implying that at the very least, there is something That's, very suspicious about Rumi. That since the beginning, these posts have been being manipulated by this entity, Ben. Because again, opening lines is, I'm a college sophomore, moving in with a roommate, I got a Nintendo 64, here's some crazy shit that happened. Um, other posts describe uh, dreams of the elegy statue... And still others dis- d- detail conversations with Ben held through Cleverbot.com. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, really. Jesus Christ. One of the posts actually describes deadass. One of the posts describes, and again, this is the fifth and final post of this original creepypasta, and it is the longest one. Yeah. It's so long. Yeah, I, I remember that. That's why this didn't make it. Like, I just read the original posts. I, yeah. I read all of this, or for the most part. I yeah. skimmed the last parts. But then. Nobody I, reads the notes at the end. They solved the game. Like, right. You know? Like, yeah. But then I. I started trying to summarize it in a way that would make sense. And then I started looking into it and I'm like, wait, there's four different media that are involved in this story. Okay, fuck that, it. This is a campfire too. Four tale. different media spread over. 11 years now yeah like yep so um again the the this this post ends with um deducible claiming that after ben had tormented them to his ghostly content they were able to be free of the nightmare of ben who drowned uh and and warning <laughs> the really? reader not to copy anything that might somehow spread ben to more places like a virus or a haunting i guess um so at this point much many things so much gets glossed over in this uh episode because um that was literally eight days worth of stuff the next few things that happen are all like the posts that we did not describe so some of those posts that the log of notes and things that we were just talking about those had like the arg elements in it that led people to websites and things we'll talk yeah. about in a second. But like know that most of the story from here on out happens in videos that are sometimes 40 minutes long and all in text boxes on a screen. And like much of the story is actually forum posts on a dead website that you can't get to anymore. You can still find the posts. Um, and I read through, a couple of them not many but like a few and it's basically just well let's get into it the same day as the truth is uploaded a video titled free.wmv was uploaded to deducible's channel on youtube um the video claimed that the counter has reset and i'm glad you did that which started off the ARG in earnest. Deciphering the codes and messages on Deducible's YouTube channel led players to a website controlled by a group called The Moon Children. Oh, good. There's a cult now. <laughs> There's a cult now. I love cults. And can you guess the website? Oh, man. What is it? The cult of the moon children.org? You shouldn't have done that.net. <laughs> 
It's a .NET, of course. Of course it's a .NET. It was a .NET. The website has since been taken down. Of course, yeah. Um, but you probably those... find it with the Wayback Machine. Oh, you? yeah. For those who are interested, there are plenty of screenshots and videos detailing what I will mostly be glossing over as we finish out the story Excellent. of Ben. Uh, the Moon Children's site mods and message boards confirmed that Ben was a member of this cult who was the first to be sacrificed by drowning in a ritual that would supposedly allow him to ascend. It appears that playing on this haunted cartridge changed the site and that the ascended cult members were being assimilated into the game as NPCs. It is worth noting that after his post about warning us uh, to not spread Ben, Deducible is not heard from again. Um, this new player is called, I want to say Mark. Mm-hmm. Mike or something like Mark, I want to say. Um, so as Mark plays the cartridge and monitors this website, the website changes as the cartridge changes and the cartridge changes as the website is changed. Okay. So they're interconnected somehow. It's like a weird, it's a spooky virus. It's a spooky virus. Um, Someone named the father is revealed to have killed Jaducible and is using the cartridge for something called the Eternity Project. Uh, guess what? There's a website? Nope. No. This is a we tried uploading the human consciousness onto a game cartridge from the oh 90s, which God. would totally work and not explode a Nintendo at all story. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I found myself experiencing the dazed and heady feeling that you get from reading the craziest shit you've ever read after just having read the craziest shit you've ever read <laughs> and then looking down and realizing there's more crazy shit to go. Well, of course there is. Because of course there is. And now it's going to get confusing because the next part of the story takes place in 2020. So a lot of information needed to understand this story are ARG elements that I did not have time to research in detail. Yeah, well, it went dormant for a long time. It's you would it remember. It went dormant as far as the YouTube channel, but the communities were still playing the game. Right. Actively. Yeah. So there's literally 10 years of forum posts and shit. But as that, far as a mainline update, right. the, so the ARG like, was dormant. People were still exploring it and they were still finding new things about this ARG all this time later, yeah. which I love stories about internet communities Oh yeah, that come together and uh, deep dive stuff like this and always find new entertaining stuff. It makes for wonderful entertainment. Yeah, it would have probably taken me a, at least a month to get caught up on most of it. Like yes. it's... It's spread out. Of, I've went to a few of the websites. Like I did a couple of days of research on this, but it was now nowhere near enough time to like really and truly go into a deep dive on this part. Like the original post is laid out on multiple websites, many videos of just the original post and talking about it and and you know deciphering certain shit. But yeah. like this part of it is very scarce because, like you said, Jaducible, the channel went dark. As far as the Majora's Mask Ben Drown stuff. Mm. And like it's I know one of the sources of new content for this ARG was Cleverbot over the over the course of the years. Because mm-hmm. Cleverbot, if you don't know, is in AI. Uh it's it's an algorithm that talks to users yeah. and it learns it's from a conversation talking. algorithm. Yeah, exactly. It learns from talking to other people. 
So if you go in and you have a conversation with Cleverbot, I'm pretty sure Cleverbot still exists. It is, yeah. Yeah, if you go in and you have a conversation with Cleverbot, it knows a lot about a lot of things because people have gotten bored, gone on the Cleverbot website and talked to it. Cleverbot became a huge thing in the bin drowned ARG because there was a mainline update that you mentioned earlier that involved Cleverbot. Mm -hmm. And people kept going to Cleverbot and talking about bin drowned so because of that cleverbot has a whole lot of information about bin drowned one of the things when i was briefly researching it for video game urban legends uh when i was on one of the websites for bin drowned um it specifically said please do not submit cleverbot conversations yeah. to this site i was site. just gonna bring that up yeah. <laughs> there are like many of the websites have that exact yes. thing where it's like please for the love of god stop posting cleverbot shit on my website like, that's how many people went to cleverbot to talk about bin drowned and that's why it was like a whole it perpetuates thing. itself yeah. because it's an ai and it keeps learning about bin drowned and it keeps saying all these different things and none of it's canon. It's all from an algorithm that has nothing yeah. to do with the actual author of the or story. Or does it? Or does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. No, How do you know that Ben all? isn't controlling the algorithm to get his so story? That's the, so that's the part <laughs> of the story that here. that was that was the whole thing earlier, where actually part of those notes that we were talking about earlier, part of those notes are just clever bot conversations between Ben and Deducible. So like. That is part of the ARG is that Ben was controlling Cleverbot, which is one of the reasons why people kept relentlessly posting these Cleverbot <laughs> conversations on these websites and why they had to all be like, if you post Stop. some Cleverbot shit, I'm deleting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It really got to that point. Same here, by the way. If you post some Cleverbot shit on my Facebook page, I'm going to fuck you up. Okay. <laughs> Again, I didn't get to research this part. So this next part, it sounds insane, but I assure you as to the best of my ability, this in those two days, this is what I found out. So in the third and final installment of the ARG, um, a new player for the Haunted Cartridge is introduced. A lot of other characters that I am not going to name are also introduced, but needless to say, they're all moon children who are either assimilated into the game or are still trying to influence Sarah in the real world. Okay. I'd, I'd get assimilated into a video game. I mean, if I could. Yeah. Depends on the game, I guess. I've always wanted to not have to eat or drink and just explore cool worlds forever. <laughs> I mean, that's what I say. It depends on the game. Yeah. And, like, if it's Minecraft, do I get to be in peaceful mode? <laughs> I'd Creative probably... peaceful mode. Because I would love to be a... Bo- no, yeah. just peaceful mode. Because I would like to eventually be a bored god. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, so, um, this new player... Sarah, again, this is the third player. So it was Jaducible, who disappeared after the original posts. Mark, who disappeared a, a year later um, in the in the next part of the ARG. And then now Sarah in 2020. Um, she eventually discovers that all the cult stuff and the haunting of Jaducible was actually an elaborate plan to avoid an apocalypse said to come to the world in 2020 they these always lead to apocalypse just the craziest shit yeah always into the world ben was the first human to be successfully digitized and the world of termina is a hub world 
that will collapse and kill everyone inside if if uh, if nothing is done and father is allowed to run rampant. Basically, hey, listen, this is not where you saw this going. This is no, called, this, not. Is, this is the hub world for the Eternity Project. Eventually, um, there there is a lot of stuff in this part that was on the website and in the ARG videos and stuff that I didn't get to research, but from Basically, from memory, this part is just basically Sarah is researching and playing the game. Um, Ben's sister or friend, Rosa, becomes an important character who has also been digitized into the game. Oh, God. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Sarah's brother is trying to convince her not to play the game. Sarah is determined to play the game to figure out what the fuck is going on. When did Sarah come in? Is she just our new protagonist? Okay. New protagonist. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So Sarah and these other characters are some of the moon children are trying to help Sarah save the world of the game. Okay. The Eternity Project. They're yep. trying to save the world. Others are trying to destroy it. The father is either a person or an AI. I am still not clear on that. <laughs> whose current goal, as far as we know, is to. Make Termina a nightmare. Okay? Lame. Right. Bad villain motivation. Kind of. So, way back in the beginning, when Jaduceable did the day four glitch that we talked about, uh-huh. he was unable to do it after the first, or after a, one of the times that he did it. Yeah. Okay? This apparently soft-locked father into the game so that he couldn't affect the world. Oh, okay. He fucking trapped the cult leader without even knowing right yeah he's just trying to cheat at a video game eventually sarah performs the day four glitch from all the way back at the beginning of the story which releases the father of course it does who wants to make termina a nightmare great so do we know how sarah got the cartridge i don't okay i do not know it's a concise answer (laughs) (laughs) um Jaducible, who we thought for a while was dead. Yeah. Killed by father. Dead, missing. And then thought then we thought maybe he was a bad guy because it's a whole thing. Um he he tries to stop Sarah from doing the day four glitch uh-huh. by killing her, uh Link, her uh-huh, yeah. in the game. But that doesn't work, and then it is revealed that that Jaducible, the whole reason he wanted to stop her doing that was for, to stop Father from being released. Earlier in the story, it was like he was working with Father to stop Sarah, but now it's revealed, oh, actually, I'm a good guy. So Jaducible, quote, gives up his soul and joins his strength with Sarah to allow her to confront the last of the moon children. Oh, good. Um... This happens in the third phase of the Skull Kid boss battle, uh-huh. where, uh, as confusing as that all must have been, we're back in familiar territory, because suddenly, during this boss f- battle, instead of killing this father, who was the architect of all this madness, Sarah plays the song of healing and heals the father by basically just telling him, like, hey, man, don't. Yeah, stop. Just, just stop. It's time to stop. So instead, he heals the world. He changes his parameters, is the quote, to heal the world 
instead of destroy it. And he also says he's going to give poor Ben a true host body because trapping him in the stat, the elegy statue was an oversight by the AI. Okay. See, yeah, bro. Every episode we do every single episode, Mm -hmm. there's a point where you go, ah, nope, you're full of shit. Yeah. I think we just reached that point. It took longer than usual. It did. It did. It really did. I think that speaks to the writing of this, (laughs) because some of these are professionally written that we've covered, essentially, or they have years and years and years of people building up the stories, which this does to an extent, but Mm -hmm. not to the same extent as, like, Bloody Mary. Yeah, and yeah. it took us a lot longer to call bullshit on this. <laughs> it did, it did, and I think it's because it has only one source. Yeah, like it's not a a conglomerate. It's not right. a. So uh, just to wrap up before we get into that, the last shot of the series is of Ben now in the body of Young Link, waving to the camera, standing next to his elegy oh statue, which is now which he is now free of. So happy ending. It's actually wild how good this story is, and then this happens. But it's <laughs> because, kind of like, such a contrived... literally, literally, the ending of the story. I'm gonna go to the fucking Wikipedia page because you're not gonna believe what it said to me. This is real. <laughs> this is re- this really somebody wrote this. I'm gonna look it up. Hold on, one more time here. It was written in 2020. There's a lot going on in 2020. That is everyone fair. was at like the height of their mental illness in 2020. <laughs> It, it kind of briefly summarizes this. So even the Wikipedia article summarizing this is like the haunted cartridge is the first part of the story. That's the part everybody knows. It is so long. <laughs> so long. It really is. Okay. Awakening. This is the last part of the story, the crazy part, where it, it, it says two years after an unknown societal collapse in 2018, in March of 2020, the YouTube channel formerly controlled by Jadusable and Ben is taken over by a resurgent Jadis who recounts the alternate history to have occurred in the time since the final ascension of the father who was revealed to be Kelbris. Again, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no, he lost me. <laughs> Fully, and that's because a lot of this shit, Kelbris is one of the moon children. Okay. Uh, he, he, it was one of the mods of the Moon Children, and it was one of the main characters of the story that was pushing the ARG forward. Right. So this was during like the uh, 2010, 2011, when it was still active. Uh huh. And so none of the I could not find information about who the fuck Kelbris was. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I only had two days, and like I like I said, there's definitely the stuff is out there somewhere. Oh, like for it's, sure. There's the truth no, is out there. Right. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. This is right when this is the Wikipedia article from right after Sarah does the four day glitch, which again is actually pretty cool because part of the ARG was there was the choice to perform the glitch or to let the moon fall on Termina, and it, the ARG allowed the players of the ARG, so real people in the real world, mm-hmm. interacting with this media to kind of vote and decide what Sarah oh, should do. And they decided to do the glitch. Um, so the players chose to perform the glitch. And after they did so, the world returns to a glitched state. Ifrit, one of the moon children, suddenly reappears and explains that by doing the glitch, you've they've killed the game's inhabitants, and that with the father freed once more, he intends to use his power to transform the world into a, quote, nightmare. Sarah finds Judusable and Ben in this crazy glitched-out world, 
Deducible explains that he was trying to stop Sarah from performing the glitch, and um, he explains that Alex, which is a character who, for the purposes of this episode, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Alex has had passed the responsibility of being World Alpha. This is the termina of this cartridge, which is the God. hub world for the Eternity Project. This starts off so grounded. I told it's you. It's so grounded it in the beginning. It's so crazy. <laughs> like, so basically Alex made Jaducible the protector of this world. And that Jaducible was basically going to make Sarah the protector. So he gives up his soul and joins his strength with Sarah, which for some reason turns her into adult Link. <laughs> Sarah confronts Ifrit. Now joins. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> So Sarah joins Ifrit. Uh, no, Sarah confronts Ifrit, now joined by the last remaining Moonchild, and they briefly battle. And also strengthened by Jaduzable Soul. Yeah, so they she battles. It assumes the form of Majora's Wrath, and instead of fighting back, Sarah uses her ocarina to play the Song of Healing. Majora's Wrath suddenly disappears. Ifrit disappears. The father appears demanding sarah explain her actions and in response she gives him now okay all right so in <laughs> response okay she sarah gives the father the pendant of memories which is a pendant that sarah received from rosa who is ben's sister in the game so it contains the memories of rosa Okay. In this pendant in the game. Okay. So Sarah gives Rosa's pendant to the father. To the father. And Circle, again, doesn't matter. NPC, side character, sidekick sure. for Sarah. Don't worry about it. So Circle explains that the inhabitants of World Alpha, a.k.a. Termino on this cartridge, are just scared and only want to live. In response... The father changes his parameters to heal World Alpha by removing all anomalies which wish to harm the natural order of the world. <laughs> <laughs> he also explains that as users interface with the World Alpha's code, they too will be removed and that to pacify the inhabitants' mental trauma, he will need to reset their memories as well. Above all, the father assures Sarah and Circle that World Alpha will continue and that Ben will be given a real host body, commenting that his imprisonment within the Elegy statue was, quote, an oversight made by dated AI. When Circle, sidekick, asks what will become of Sarah after the father, quote, removes her, he says he doesn't know and fades away. Sarah fades away soon after. Series ends with that shot of Ben that I mentioned. Now in the body. Huh? Where he's waving. Yeah, he's waving. Yeah. He's now in the body of he's Child happy. Link, standing next to that unpossessed statue and waving to the audience. I so... really can't believe how genuinely scary and how grounded, realistic, how believable this was in the time period this started out. 
And then we get to 2020 and they just go balls to the fucking Fully off wall. The fucking rail. Bonkers. <laughs> well, and I mean, technically that happened in 2011 too, when the Moon Children stuff started happening because that's oh, yeah, when you okay, get to the okay. cult. And we could go through that as well, but like they get to the cult. The cult basically talks about ascension. It's literally like reading an analogy of Cats, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Except that if you assume the Jellicle Ball is a cult that is killing a person, a cat, to send to yeah. heaven or whatever. It's literally that. It's literally just a cult and they sacrifice their members to ascend for the Eternity Project. <sighs> Again, this started out. Now, there are versions of Ben Drowned where there's actually one that I really like that's a um it's a Draw My Life episode and oh, it really? is Oh yeah, it's just um it's just a short thing about um a f- the friend of Ben. It's a different story version of it where Okay. Ben is a kid in like middle school or whatever when Majora's Mask comes out. He's got this cartridge his bullies super bully him to death. Uh-huh. He haunts the cartridge and his friend goes through the creepy stuff. But at the end is like, I don't blame you. Spinoff series. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was basically a spinoff series. It also series. ends with forgiveness and healing. Look yeah, up. which again, somehow is core to this story. I guess. I guess. I guess. I thought we were just me telling a straightforward ghost story. I didn't know we need a fucking concordance <laughs> book to go nah, along homie. with it. Oh, no. No, yeah, that was why. If if this was a simple ghost story, I could have boiled it down for video game urban legends. I don't even know if this is a campfire tale anymore, actually. <laughs> this, this might be just a, a second part of video game urban legends at this point. Maybe. We may just do it that way. Yeah. It's, that uh, would be amazing for me. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> you get up to the you get upgraded. Leads. Just just that quick. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fully insane. Like, we could fully do two or three episodes just, just about the second drowned. part of this. Yeah. Where, yeah. like, there's, like, there's so, there's logs and logs of just conversations that I did not have time to, like, go through here. And, like, crazy lore yeah. that I had no time for. Like, that it's just, like, to the point where at the end... Some of that shit makes sense that we were just talking about. Yeah. You feel me? Like, like crazy shit. It, this is a story where it's it's been a lot of fun to, to deep dive in on the show like this. But if you really want to get the most out of this, even even having the spoilers, go and go, go, go through this ARG through yourself. It. Yeah, it's awesome. Re- read the posts yourself in, in your own mental voice if and like. watch the accompanying videos. Uh, look at the Cleverbot conversations. Go have a conversation with Cleverbot. Don't fucking post it. Go have a conversation <laughs> with Cleverbot, though. And it's literally like it's literally one of the very first well-made ARGs. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. like like, you know, Freddy Five Nights at Freddy's the ARG elements of that game are super mm-hmm. in-depth. This game did it first. Yeah. Like, literally, this game invented all the tropes for ARGs that you have now. And it, it and if you're a fan of ARGs, it is worth it to go back and solve it yourself or just yeah. follow along with the solving yeah, or, of it. Yeah, f- find, a, find a YouTuber. There's a few that do um, really good deep dives on uh, various ARGs. Like, um, I really liked the Poppy arg when that's that was a good happening one. yeah i i really like that one. one that turned out to be even crazier in reality though which that, that has a crazier like real story that was happening along with it that was dad 
the dad, dad one dad is, is a fun arg yeah um duck life was fun petscop was weird really good arg was um 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 ash vlogs ash vlogs was a really good one yeah it was one. a it was a story about this girl who was just trying to be a vlogger but it it goes crazy and it ends up being like this it's a series of youtube videos essentially but it's a lot Word. and some of them are just normal vlog videos but there's some that have these little nuggets of information and you follow and you pick them up that's why with args i prefer to follow was uh, a youtuber an arg or just a youtube series that oh, was Markiplier God. and yeah. his friend Ethan. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that that was an ARG. I think they literally they had planned that they were just going to do this series for 365 days, and on the 300 the last day they were going to delete everything, and it was yeah, all just see, kind Don, of a, that's the that's a classic setup for a fucking ARG. Is my point? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, you would have to talk to Markiplier, and well, I don't have his do number that. right now. I don't necessarily want to talk to him. His voice is better than mine, and I hate him for it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Actually, Mark, I love you. I used to watch your videos religiously. I'm sorry I don't watch them anymore, but I'm 30. So, <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, because we got to start wrapping up. Tell everybody where they can find us. Oh, man. They can find us in all the places. They can find us on the Facebook. They can find us on the Instagram, but we don't post anything there. They can find us on the Twitter, but we don't post anything there. Except uh, we have a new episode. That's all that really Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll get notifications. If you if you want notifications for new episodes, um you follow us on Twitter, you will get those notifications. Click I'm, the bell. I'm not a hundred percent certain what the hell's going on with Facebook lately with the notifications. Uh it's supposed to when the episode drops, it's supposed to announce it or yeah. post, but it hasn't for the past few weeks. So just know when you listen, if you want to listen to us, our episodes drop noon eastern standard time every sunday yep and so. sunday 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 exactly we have been getting uh more interaction from you guys yeah. i love that yeah we've gotten quite a few messages on facebook lately mm -hmm. i really appreciate them i it's it's usually me that replies to you guys i was love to hear I love from you, you but i'm not in it i'm not a social media guy anymore ruben's an elusive man he's he's a mystery don't call me the elusive man he'll get mad <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. We've gotten some corrections. I yes, I have one. I have I love one. to hear these corrections. We're gonna although we're gonna mention one actually, right now. This isn't really a correction, just more of a FYI. Uh, this is from Amanda G. Although I've already this is from Amanda. I'll edit. <laughs> uh, says uh, new listener here. Uh, just finished the Bloody Mary episode and wanted to help clear up some confusion Ruben had about Henry the Eighth. Most of these are correcting Ruben's confusion, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, Catherine of Aragon was his first wife. Mm -hmm. She married Henry's older brother, Arthur, first, but he died before the marriage was consummated. So Henry married Catherine when he became king. He wanted to divorce Catherine to marry Anne Boleyn. The church would not allow this, hence the new religion. Anne mm -hmm. was the first of Henry's wives to be beheaded. Uh, Next, he yeah. married Jane Seymour, not the actress. Um, that was not a reference that I understood. No. Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. You never watched Dr. Quinn? Never heard of Jane Seymour? Anyways. Okay. Uh, and she was going to get another. This is to clear up Ruben's confusion about Jane <laughs> Seymour. Um, <laughs> next, he married Jane Seymour, and she was Edward VI's mother, and she died 12 days after his birth. Next was Anne of Cleves. Uh, their marriage was never consummated, and the marriage was annulled. Then you have Catherine Howard. She was the second wife to be beheaded for cheating. Howard was 19 when Henry and Henry 49 when they got married. Uh, lastly is Catherine Parr. 
She outlived Henry and ruled till Edward was of age. After nice. Edward died, Mary ruled, and then Elizabeth the first, who was Anne Boleyn and Henry's daughter. I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. I didn't write this to sound snooty, and sorry if anyone else has filled you in. Just really want an excuse to say hi. So hi there, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Thanks. Hey, Amanda. Thank I you for the correction. Good at a lot of things. Uh, not this one though. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we we're we are not ashamed of being corrected on our information. Oh yeah, no. And like we will. Um, if if we get stuff wrong, we will come back to it. And correct oh, as it at I've some said, point, more than likely. As I've said before on this podcast, I fully reserve the right to be wrong. My job <laughs> oh, on this podcast, too. minus oh, boy, this episode, literally. This episode alone is the one where I'm like, oh, I tried my best. But like every other <laughs> yeah. episode, my job specifically is to not know what the fuck I'm talking about. So make sure so, you correct everything absolutely that correct got wrong me about Ben Drowned. So Message me on the Facebook the and I will harass him I will later. out-snoot you forever. <laughs> so just also, feel free. Also remember that we are looking for urban legends, local urban legends. Uh, we yes. had someone share one with us, the Beast of... Something I can't remember. Um, we've we've had a couple shared with us already. Actually, we're mm. we're on our way to being able to uh, make an episode out of. That. I've got yeah. a notepad on my phone that yeah. has the some idea. More of the idea is once we get enough, we will do an episode of everybody's look, and we will name the person who gives us the the uh, the story. Um, and aside from that, I think we're going to wrap this up because one of us has family things I got to do. Tonight. Yeah, it's gross. And I'm kidding. Uh, I love you, my family. They don't listen. <laughs> Sometimes they do, and that's Damn. what scares me even more. <laughs> yeah, it is. So thank you guys for coming by. We will talk to you next time. I've been Ruben. I've, I've been Josh. And I've been Don. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.